Welcome to my podcast. This is Perception. Today we are going to be talking about anxiety. Now, what is anxiety? Anxiety is a is is an is a nervous or anxious state in which you are taking the future. Yet you are in the present and you are taking in the future. Or anxiety could be a state of nervousness, unease, or a state of disease, which has become a disease. Or anxiety could become a form of apprehension, a form of fear, a form of being nervous, you know, a fear that is not justifiable, a fear that does not really look real, but is still a fear that is real to those who are really suffering from the anxiety, or which I call anxiety disorder, or general anxiety disorder, GAD for short. Now, what are the causes of anxiety? The causes of anxiety could stem, stem from fear. Fear. How? It's possible for you to start generating a form of fear without you being conscious of it. For instance, if you're walking in an environment and you're not able to predict the, the personnel or the kind of personality of your boss, it is possible for you to start developing some form of stress and pressure. And if you're not able to take note, whenever you see him, your body begins to give you some sort of some form of physiological symptoms that makes you to begin to have a sense of anxiety, some form of shock, or as if your heart just cut, or something unexpected, you know, just cuts you unawares. You know, these are forms of anxiety, but this is a physiological symptoms. And also another cause of anxiety would be apprehensive, being apprehensive, beginning to see things for what they are not to be for what it is. And when your brain begins to register what is not for what is to be, begin to develop some form or some sort of fear. And as a result of that, that begins to reprogram your brain, which is the amygdala. The amygdala, according to research and psychology and science, the brain cannot tell what is right or the brain cannot tell what is real and what is unreal. So the moment you begin to unconsciously develop a particular habit or pattern or a thought pattern, your brain begins to interpret it in a form of fear. So wherever you are in that particular state, your brain interprets it as fear because it is taken below your consciousness. It's something you are not conscious of. It's something you are not taking into cognizance or you're being aware of and as a result of that you begin to develop symptoms of anxiety because it has, it has become fear and it's driven by anxiety your fear has made you to be anxious especially when you're in that particular state you begin to develop some form of apprehension some form of disease that has become an anxiety disease now these are issues that plaguing most people in all parts of the world because personal i believe the technology i believe the technology is making us more anxious because it makes things more easier but it puts us in a lot of stress for instance due to covid19 we are unable to attend meetings but we stay longer on our zoom meetings and that develops some form of stress and that also could lead to anxiety
work-related stress. So the major cause of anxiety is the way we see things, basically. How do you interpret the things you see? What is your perception? What are your thoughts towards a particular thing? If you, if you start being unconscious about what you should be conscious about, and that begins to shape you, and that begins to determine how you see things, that can become anxiety. For instance, I am dealing with anxiety. I've been living with anxiety for 20 years. How do I have anxiety? Also, emotional issues causes anxiety, like lack of love and the environment causes issue, causes anxiety. For instance, my own anxiety was a result of a very a low self-esteem, which I didn't take note of. As time went by and I started growing up, I started realizing that I don't I don't I'm not comfortable in the midst of people. I feel I become so conscious of what people might be saying about me all the time. And I started accepting that thought as a form of belief. Instead shaping the way I saw myself in the midst of people. And that started triggering a form of fear in my mind. And that got to a point that I started developing physical symptoms of anxiety. When your anxiety becomes physical, then begin to have then you're not having some physical forms of anxiety. Now anxiety is also as a result of lack of love. When we don't love ourselves, when we don't treat ourselves the way we should, lack of love also causes anxiety. Because we are looking for a peace, we are looking for a peace we can't fight within a peace. There's what Mac Manson refers to the classical assumption. And in this in the in the subtle art of not giving a fuck, McManson talked of the classical assumption. And the classical assumption makes us believe that we can actually be enthusiastic, we can actually be in control, and truly and really, we can never be in control. Because enthusiasm, drive, it's what it's what it's is what makes you do why you do what you do. Now, if you don't, if you lack enthusiasm and you don't have the drive to do why you do what you do, then there's a problem. Then there's a situation at hand. This is what we call the classical assumption. Like they tell you cannot be distracted. Like they tell you can always buy your way and find your way through anything and everything. All these self-help positive talks. They are not reality. A lot of people are suffering from one form or various forms or types of anxiety. And my, my anxiety is what I call social anxiety and a little bit of general anxiety disorder. Why do I suffer from social anxiety? Because I find it very difficult to speak in the midst of people. Because I would like... If I'm to speak, my hands will be shaking, I'll be up by ventilating, and the microphone will not be steady, and my voice will be sort of shaking. And what am I going to say? Am I going to suffer some form of memory loss? And how will people perceive me? When you begin to think of how people will perceive you, or how you begin, when you begin to think how people you see you, when you're about to do that thing you want to do, then you begin to have some form of anxiety. For instance, you're trying to present a pitch, before you before management and you're asking yourself what if it goes wrong you keep focusing on what 
goes wrong rather than what could go right. The moment you begin to dwell and focus on that particular thing, then you begin to develop some form of anxiousness, some form of apprehension, some form of unease, and that becomes a problem. But if you're calm and you, you breathe in and breathe out, and you, you, you calm yourself in that situation, you could be able to manage such situation. But when your anxiety becomes physical, then it becomes a different ballgame, just like what happened to me. Mine became very physical. And I say having physical symptoms like the tightening of the chest, like the shaking of the hands, like the sweaty palms. These are forms of, these are forms of anxiety through physiology. And if it becomes very severe, you might need to see a doctor, and you might need to see a psychologist, or probably need to go for therapy or, or see a psychotherapist. You know, so anxiety is a very wild topic. We can, I can talk on anxiety for the whole day, but I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to look at it from a car aspect, from work and stress related, and also from emotions and attitude. You know, so anxiety. What are the best way to deal with? What are the best way to deal with anxiety? If you want to deal with anxiety, number one, you have to. You don't have to develop resistance. You have to accept it. There's nothing wrong with having anxiety. There's nothing to be ashamed about having anxiety. But the first rule is this. I have anxiety. So what's the big deal? The fact that I'm anxious and I have anxiety, I don't see it as a big deal. This is the first rule of acceptance. Now, the second rule is to not to judge it, not to interpret it, and not to struggle with it. Because the moment you begin to judge and interpret it and you try to control it, it overpowers you, it becomes much more powerful. But when you don't judge it and interpret it, you embrace it. It's not going to be easy. I didn't tell you it was going to be easy. As I speak to you, I'm still dealing with it. But I've gotten much more better. Before, my hands were shaking severely. My hyperventilation was much more serious than the way it is. I do hyperventilate. But it's not as it used to be. I can manage it because I've practiced some form of mindful techniques in the form of acceptance and not resisting. So I welcome it. I interpret it. I do not judge it. Those day I went to the bank. I picked up a teller. And in the process of filling the teller, I noticed my hand. I noticed why right my hands were shaking. And it's the usual hyper, hyperventilation or like panic disorder. I never resisted it. I embraced it. I did interpret it. I didn't judge it. And within two or three minutes, my hands started, I started gaining, the, the shaking started reducing. And before you knew it, I filled the teller well. My hands were not shaking. My writing didn't look as if I was in someone that went to, that was still in primary school. You know, because when you're when you're hyperventilating and you're writing, your writing begins to shake. Your writing don't look stable. It's as if it's a, it's a panic disorder, you know. But the moment you are able to embrace it, not interpret it, not judge it, not wrestle with it, you begin to gain some form of control over that anxiety. 
And as I speak to you, I'm still dealing with it. And at times, I become unconscious. As I've said, for you to be aware, awareness is not a goal. Awareness is something you come to. It's a state of being you come to. And also a realization you reach. And you're able to see things for what they are. Not a goal. If it becomes a goal, you begin to fall in and out of consciousness. I've said in my previous podcast, you know, so this is one of the ways through which you can deal with anxiety. But as time goes on, I want to treat emotions and I'll talk more deeply about anxiety and some form of and some and the psychological interventions that could be used to actually deal with it, which I'm also practicing. But I just say I should just, you know, do some form of introductory introduction to it and some practical advice it could give and some situations in which I found myself personally and how you could learn from it. And I hope with this you've been able to learn one or two things. Thank you very much.